Oh, right. what are we doing, Luke? What are we watching? How much blood is coming out of this man? What the hell just happened? What are you looking at? Darkness? Yeah, darkness. The head went all the way in. I knew that was coming out tonight. Welcome to the Review to Death podcast. I'm Marcus. And I'm Luke. We watch movies and talk about them afterwards, except we watch this one on our own because we have a couple of special guests tonight. We'd like to welcome back our two friends that we had with us for the Lost Boys edition back in Halloween. So please welcome back Blair and Megan. Hi, everyone. Hi. Nice to be back. I'm Blair. Hi, everyone. I'm Megan. Thanks so much for coming back, you guys. That's that's awesome. So we're going to start off tonight with well, a little bit of a quiz. We're doing the cinematic animals attack you know in, in january and we're probably going to go into february so starting with well, with our last one with uh, with black sheep we started doing uh, quizzes on uh, you know we're going to test your knowledge and how, how well you know these animals and uh, we watched a movie about uh, killer spiders tonight so um, without further ado it's when cinematic animals attack quiz time I'm, to- I'm totally going to win. Uh, by the way, uh, tonight's quiz is called the Amazing Spider Quiz. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> nice. So, okay. So, this is how this is going to work. We're, uh, uh, I'm going to read to you some statements on spiders. And you're going to just let me know if it's a true statement or a, or a false statement. The way I'm thinking we should do this is the way you guys can buzz in. And, you know, whoever buzzes in first gets to guess first or answer first. And uh, just, just buzz in with your name. Uh, I think that's probably the, the the least confusing way to do it. You guys ready? Yes. Yep. All right. Ready. So we're gonna we're gonna start off. I guess maybe kind of easy. All right. Here here's number one. Spider Man may have his spider sense in the comics and movies, but uh, real life spiders have no such sense. Marcus, I'm gonna say that's true. That they Blair, don't have... and I'm gonna say that's false. <laughs> well, hold on, Marcus. So you said you said uh, that's uh, that's true that they don't have the sense. Yeah. Okay, they uh, and okay, that's incorrect. And since Blair's next, <laughs> and she, she said false, so yeah, she gets the point. So, uh, one point for Blair. Um, it, it's 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 false, it's not exactly how it works in the movies. Spiders can detect danger using two different methods. Actually, Blair, bonus points for you if you can name either method. Oh, I'm starting to think that we saw it in part of in the movie, maybe. Um, vibration in their legs. Yeah, I'm gonna give it to you. Vibration. It's actually in their hairs on their body. Uh, they're oh, covered in, like, in these uh, these little hairs, and um, yeah, they they can detect uh, motion that way. All right, so Blair's up by two, you guys. Here, here's number two. Spiders are insects. Blair. Megan. I think I heard Blair first. What do you got, Blair? False. Yeah, that is correct. They are, and what are they? They're arachnids. There you go. You, yeah, you rock. Okay. <laughs> All right, number three. There are spiders in the world that specifically prefer the taste of humans. Megan. Mar- Go, Megan. Oh, M- Megan, yeah. Me- Megan got it. It is false. That's right, Megan. Thank uh, it, God. <laughs> out, of the, out of the billions of spiders out there, not, not a single one specifically targets humans. All right, number four. The majority of, of Australia's spiders are venomous. Marcus. Megan. All right, Marcus, I think you got this one. True. <laughs> nope so i guess Megan. <laughs> uh, i was also going to say true just to be like honest <laughs> i thought true as well all right well then no one gets any points how about that <laughs> fuck you guys nobody gets points right then you take away everyone's points <laughs> it's false there's a uh, three thousand species of spiders yeah none of them none of them are venomous <laughs> no, no, that's no. not true though, because Australia has some two, fucking two. venomous ass spiders. There are, there are two, two known species of spiders. There you go. I had it written down. I just forgot I didn't read it right. So there are two uh, known species that have uh, have killed people with, with Wait, venom. Can we take just a second? Yes. I'm really relieved that there are only two. That's but right. I'm also horrified at how many kinds of spiders. There. <laughs> 
3,000 different species. Yes, it's uh, I would not do well there. I don't like spiders. <laughs> just, a, just a heads up. Like today's movie made me very uncomfortable. Number five. We're, we're about halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> this, is a, this is a pretty detailed question. During the 16th and 17th centuries, people believed that a bite from a tarantula would kill you unless you busted out some sick dance moves to a specific piece of music. Mark, it's true. <laughs> this is true. You got it. You got it. Do you have any idea what it is? No, but I, I, I think I remember seeing a picture or reading somewhere about it once. Yeah, so it, uh, it inspired, this was in Italy, by the way. It inspired an Italian folk dance locally known as the... Tarantella. Tarantella, that's right. Yep. No, I got uh, you now. I watched a video of this thing, by the way, because I wanted to see, you know, like, what it looked like. Because you figure if someone told you, like, you're going to die from the spider bite... You're going to be dancing your ass off, but uh, it's actually pretty chill. <laughs> it just, Why yeah. have I heard of the Tarantella before? Uh, uh, it's just, it's a really common Italian dance. Okay. Yeah. And people actually thought that if you, if you did this dance, you know, you wouldn't die from the uh, Tarantula bite. That was good. That was you, right, Marcus? You answered that one? Yeah, I did. Okay, you're on the board. All right. So uh, number six, <laughs> all spiders, all spiders in the world produce silk. Blair. True. You are correct. They do. Every single one of them. All right. Number seven. Spiders have excellent long distance vision. Blair. False. That's right. Their spiders are nearsighted with a, a large portion of their eyes dedicated to only seeing light and shadow. So Man, many blip. crappy eyes. Man, yeah, there's so many eyes and they all suck. Uh, <laughs> and Blair is kicking your guys' asses. By the way. Oh, my God. It's embarrassing. <laughs> all right. Number Number I think eight. I'm, I think Let's I'm go. the only one listening. <laughs> I'm listening. I just <laughs> number eight. All spiders have eight legs and eight eyes. Marcus. Megan. True. Marcus, you said true. Megan. I was going to say false. All right, Megan gets the point. It's false. <laughs> All right. Well, at least one of us got it. <laughs> yes, yeah, some spiders only have six eyes. All right. Number nine. A female spiders can lay up to how many eggs in one silk sack whoever is closest to the point can gets the point so you can all guess up to so let's say 250 i'll go 250 okay i'm gonna say this is blair i'm gonna say a thousand okay megan i'm gonna say 750 Okay, Blair gets the point. It's up to 3,000. Oh, okay. God. Oh, my God. All right, I'm just going gonna, gonna to excuse myself. <laughs> I mean, there's two you questions. No good at trivia. I mean, there's two questions left, but uh, you guys, I mean, <laughs> Blair fucking Math- eat your mathematically ass. disqualified. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to, you know what? I'm going to skip to the last one because it, I, I think it's funny. Last question. You unknowingly swallow an average of four live spiders in sleep in your sleep each year. Marcus, I think that's false. I think it's like an urban legend thing. It is an urban legend. Yeah. It, no, but it has no basis in fact. And for a person to swallow even one spider in their sleep would depend on some very unlikely circumstances. So, See, um, and I thought it was going to be more like false, but it's like <laughs> 25. <laughs> They're just jumping in your mouth while you're sleeping. <laughs> Wait, they just dangle down like in the movie just to fall in your mouth. Oh god. But, but they I, can't that, see. They they can't aim. I'd wear with a, I would true. I would sleep with a mask on if that was you, true. <laughs> you wake up in the morning and you're full. Yeah, I said, oh, oh man. Just, I don't even need breakfast. 3000 spider eggs. <laughs> I'm all good. So yeah, the uh, Blair absolutely crushed you guys uh wow. with uh with 6 points. And then uh, Marcus and Megan, you both have two points each. So where to go, Blair? Wow. Do you win nothing? All right, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of spiders, let's talk about arachnophobia. Like yes. classic, classic movie from the early 90s. Or was it like right on the dot, 1990, I think. On the dot, 1990. Starring Jeff Daniels as uh-huh. uh, Dr. Ross, small town doctor who's moving from the big city. Him and his family uh, move out to this um, this tiny town uh, in California, Southern California, uh, from San Francisco, uh, based on the agreement by the, the the current small town doctor that he was going to retire and Dr. Ross was going to take over his practice. Long story short, that doesn't happen. So that sort of leaves him in the lurch, if you will. And then a whole bunch of spider shit happens. Yeah, the end. <laughs> <laughs> 
Roll credits. So has anybody seen this movie before they watched it this time? I mean, I know Luke and I have. I had seen it, yes, but it was close to when it came out. I, I, I remember watching it at like a slumber party a million years ago. I had never seen it. Um, my sister is very arachnophobic, if you will. <laughs> and so I didn't really want to turn into her. So I never watched it. Yeah, I watched it, but I, I think I'm um, kind of with Megan on this one. I, I watched it in the in the 90s. It might have been even the early 90s is the, the first and last time I've seen this movie. So it's, it's been it, it's got to be at least 20 years since I've seen it. So I'll own up to the fact that I watched it throughout the 90s. <laughs> nice. <laughs> over and over. I liked it a lot when I was younger. I don't know something about it and I enjoyed it. So I watched it a few times probably more than a few times, but I, I have not seen it since, <laughs> since high school. Yeah. Marcus is also the guy that watched Anaconda like 20 fucking times. So yeah. hey, <laughs> the beginning of arachnophobia and the beginning of Anaconda are very similar. <laughs> and the same set. And Anaconda opens up on like, you know, like a serene shot of the Amazon uh, river and arachnophobia opens up on a serene shot of Venezuela. That's right. Yeah. And, and by the way, those uh, those opening shots, I, I remember certain scenes in this movie, like they were just kind of like floating on in my head. But I did not remember this beginning part. It looks amazing. It looks really, really cool. I didn't remember any of that opening stuff. Yeah, it was amazing. Like they got the helicopter flying low over the water. I mean, it just it looks it looks great. Also, you know, Marcus and I are, are used to watching really low budget you know, you know, not great sometimes movies. And uh, as soon as I this opened up, I'm like, oh, this is like a big budget movie. It makes sense that it is because there's actually a lot of firepower behind this one. This one's directed by Frank Marshall, who's known more as a producer, but like producers for like the Indiana Jones movies, some really big things. He's not really done much in the director's chair, more as a producer. And then also Steven Spielberg was an executive producer on this one, an actual like an executive producer that did stuff though. And you can you can tell this feels like a Spielberg movie a lot of the time. This movie was supposed to introduce a new division of Disney, which was supposed to be like for more adult oriented fare. <laughs> yeah, it's oh. it's actually it's a Disney movie. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. That's why the beginning and most of this movie looks so well is because there's genuine talent behind the camera. And we did talk a lot what because Megan and I watched it together. We talked a lot about some of the really amazing camera work, like after they smoked out the trees and things were falling, that was really interesting. When they did the camera mount on the spider and we were seeing it from that angle. So there were some really interesting things there that I guess you could say, I see where they were putting some of their money in. De- definitely. It, it, it looks it looks like a, like a million bucks. It, it looks fantastic. You know, you can tell they actually shot in, you know, in a jungle, which they did. The town actually that they, you know, that most of the movie takes uh, place in. Do you guys remember what the name of it? Kanaima. Kanaima. Sorry, you're right. Kanaima. Kanaima. Yeah. yeah. So that's actually the the region in Venezuela where this was this was filmed. So, yeah. Um, oh. Yeah. It, it looks great. It looks looks fantastic. And and we were introduced to a a couple of characters right away in uh, uh, Doctor James uh, Atherton. Uh, and then uh, we get another uh, photographer that's with him called uh, Mr. Manley. He shows up to meet the doctor who's been there already. He shows up and he's been sick. He's got a little bit of a fever. He's going to tag along with Atherton as they go to like this area around a volcano that is uh, has not been touched by, you know, human life. Yeah. So so Mr. Manley, he is not a fan. He <laughs> does not want to be there. He's recovering from a sickness. He doesn't seem like an outdoorsy type of guy. He does not like you know nature it seems like uh so that he's definitely out of his element what i really like about this scene is that because you know it's setting up the whole spider they're talking about like a spider species that they discover there at that time and they're trying to get a live specimen my whole favorite part of this opening is when manly has a spider land on him and mm-hmm. he steps on the spider and he kills the spider and the doctor's just like, oh, you know, we can't use that. You don't, you, you had to stomp on that spider. And then it zooms in on like the king spider. That's the whole reason for this movie. And it like the way it zooms on is like this spider's got a fucking grudge and he's not going <laughs> to let it go. 100%. I love it. Megan, what did you say to describe it? You were like, 
like a sentient spider who's got a revenge plot happening from like <laughs> Fuck yeah, he does. <laughs> so mad but he doesn't stop after you know it, you can't you just know. kill one right <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah the, the whole movie is predicated upon a spider that's got beef right <laughs> which he closed out before he left his home <laughs> oh, yeah, oh he, but, yeah. you know, he gets he gets he gets into it real quick because he hitches a ride on there <laughs> He like he like waits for these people carrying a cup like a like a, a tender, I guess what you call it. They're like holding a you know a bunch of people's bags and other equipment. And the spider waits for him to walk underneath and jumps down on it like he's jumping down on a train, like he's robbing it in the old west. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like yeah. he's the velociraptor of spiders, man. This thing is fucking <laughs> awesome. Well, when they when he climbed into the hole in the side of the coffin. Megan and I were looking at each other like, oh, yeah, sure, they're going to have a hole, not realizing that it had a purpose to put the poles through. But like, oh, I didn't even realize that. Now, I wrote down in my notes as I was watching this thing is that after Manley gets bitten by the spider and this spider, you know, gets his revenge. It's like I wrote down there's a giant fucking hole in that coffin. (laughs) No, they put the poles through so that they could walk it down. That's right actually be able to get it out of the, okay, okay. the jungle area so yeah I was getting really hot and wanting to call like total <laughs> BS on it and then I'm like oh okay well it's just it's not enough like he already killed him but now I'm gonna like drain him dry on this you know <laughs> oceanic journey to another continent <laughs> like, maybe oh. he just wanted a little bit of adventure yeah, yeah, he, he, what, he like desic- five old, like a, like American tale. <laughs> he, he desiccates him, right? Is that the word they keep talking about? Yes, <laughs> he drains him. He ends up looking like the fucking creep keeper by the time he gets back to California. <laughs> they wouldn't even let us see him. We wanted an open cast. <laughs> oh, my oh God, so Mr. Manley's parents. <laughs> Yeah, so Manly is is you know he's he's killed by the spider, and then he hitches a ride in his coffin all the way back to Canaima, right? Yeah, uh, in California. Well, uh, he he makes it, he makes his escape in the morgue. That's right. He gets out of there. <laughs> oh, this, he's picked this up. Scene he's is, picked up by a crow. This scene is great. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, that's right. And then the crow just, just dies. Like, yeah, down, right out of the sky. Oh yeah, that spider was like, "Man, drop me off uh, here." <laughs> and it bites him, yeah, right? Yeah. Kills it, and that's how the spider ends up at Doctor Ross's house. That's Jeff Daniels' character. And by the way, can I just say right now, Jeff Daniels is awesome in this movie. He's so great. He's so great. I love that. He like kind of you know, if it wasn't him, it wouldn't be the same movie. He's fantastic. He's four years away at this point from his big year in 1994 when he did Speed and Dumb and Dumber. Talk about range, by the way. But man, he you could see he's he's a great actor. I was so mad at him for most of the movie. <laughs> what? He's because such I'm like, an you asshole. are such a D-bag. <laughs> like, where is this attitude? Why are you so superior? I mean, we even got to the back end and, and there was redemption, but maybe not enough. Well, he's a big time doc from San Francisco that enjoys his wine. Yep, as oh, as someone God. as someone that deals with doctors on a daily basis, it's actually actually pretty spot on. <laughs> oh, so we well, were actually doing a really good acting job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it just, I mean, wow, the way he talked to his family. Gosh, <laughs> <laughs> I I do love the fact that you know he's such a you know hotshot, arrogant you know doctor. But at the same time, he's got to call his wife to take care of the spider situation for him that his son called him for. I, I love it. It's great. It makes him relatable. And uh, I read actually in, a, in uh, an article that this was an added thing in the script. Like originally, he wasn't going to be scared of spiders. But uh, this is one of the, the big changes to his characters that they did uh, kind of late in the game, which, you know, kudos to them for doing that. Because yeah, otherwise, he would have been unbearable. Well, and it, w- it made the movie that he was fearful right because if he had not been fearful so much of the suspense of that and so much of the action that happened wouldn't have actually held any impact we would have been rooting for the spider to like murder (laughs) him absolutely (laughs) yes absolutely megan and i i still was rooting for the spiders to kill some of these characters off but um i actually i ended up like dr ross in the end (laughs) the old doctor totally deserved to die oh my god dr asshole (laughs) 
hundred <laughs> percent. Like, yes. I'm only sorry that, you know, Sheriff Numbnuts didn't get it all. <laughs> yes. You, do, you know what? He he did, but it, it's not shown. Yeah, it's, it's not, not. It was not in the movie. Yeah, oh. it's so it's so stupid. They It's a deleted scene. It couldn't have been more than a couple of minutes. And this movie's not that long. And then for whatever reason, they, they cut it out. There's a scene after the last time we see Sheriff Floyd, who, yeah, he's, he's a fucking douchebag the entire movie. He drives off in his in his cruiser and there's a spider in his cruiser. It bites him and he crashes his car. And he, he does, I guess, canonically die. But we just don't get to see it. Yeah. Oh, that would have been really enjoyable. Yeah, it is filmed. It's actually, it's a thing that they did. I don't understand why... They cut and it's a it's an action scene, so I don't know, whatever. I don't know. Who knows? It was Disney. It could have been one too many deaths. Because <laughs> there's so much to talk about in this movie. Let me just quickly summarize through the rest of the plot. So this, you know, this uh, you know, South American spider breeds with a common house spider, is what they what they yeah. uh, say it is. In kind of a romantic scene, really. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> right, just as he's about to hit it with his wife. Yeah. And then there's the like, spiders are getting it together. It's it, there's a moonlight in the background. Oh. And I'm like, oh, I know what's happening. This is kind of neat. <laughs> so it creates this like hybrid spider that is in the movie is meant to be super deadly. And like people start dying throughout the town. Like their their nice old lady neighbor that's trying to welcome him into the town gets bitten by a spider and dies. And a high school football player has a spider in his helmet, he gets bit and he dies. And the doctor dies, and and the the doctor before Dr. he gets asshole. It, yeah, doctor asshole before he gets it, he's uh he's you know blaming it on this you know this new doc and not knowing what he's doing, and that these are all heart attacks and yeah, they're calling him Doctor Death. They're calling Doctor yeah. Ross Doctor Death because yeah, it's yeah, it's super mean. <laughs> they're all real spiders in the movie. They used two types for the giant like South American spider. They used a, a bird eating tarantula that they like glued some parts onto humanely glued on. They were, they were like really aware of how they were treating the spiders in this movie and none of them got hurt. Yeah. They're really careful. Uh, um, they, my favorite trick, by the way, as long as we're on that is uh, they used shoes with hollowed out soles. Uh, so when they're using, you're doing the, the, you know, the stepping on them scenes, uh, the soles are hollowed out. So they're not actually stepping on them. It's pretty cool. Oh, well, that's a good trick the super deadly smaller ones that are not i mean truthfully they're not that small they're pretty creepy they're looking. fucking huge um they're uh they're avondale spiders from new zealand and they call them that because they uh they typically lived in the avondale suburb in new zealand they're a type of huntsman spider that's totally harmless to humans and they're actually like really timid and easily instigated to do what you want them to do like you can't train a spider but they found out that they could use little puffs of air. And then also, I think if they used like pledge furniture wax, the spiders wouldn't walk on it. So if they yeah, didn't want them to go somewhere, they would put pledge down. And if I saw one of these things in real life, I'd shit my pants because they're huge. <laughs> yeah, right? they are creepy looking. Yeah. Okay, but so we're doing really humane stuff with the spiders. And yet we watch them inject a mouse <laughs> with venom. So... Tell me, did they actually kill that mouse? No, it was a retractable needle. And then they cut away and then they put a mouse that had already been killed or, or dead for like snake bait, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, it was all, smart. yeah, they, they did a, you know, I did a really good job from what it sounds like. I, from what I've read, they, they were really, really, really careful with, with all the animals, which is, which is, you know, awesome. Kudos to them. That's great. Well, in so 1990, I wouldn't have necessarily expected ex- that. Right? Yeah, no. I, exactly. Were any of the spiders, um, were all of them real or were any of them like so effects? They were mostly like the majority of them were real. And like I said, the the big one, the original spider, they put some like prosthetics on to make it look bigger. And then they made two or three, I think, like animatronic spiders of the big one that were actually made by... Um, uh, Jamie Heineman from the Mythbusters show is one of his first props that he ever made. Oh. Yeah, yeah, the wall, the Wallerswicking guy. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they named uh, they named him. Did you, did you read what they named him? The big spider. Yeah, give it to us, Luke. Uh, big Bob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was Big Bob, and it was it was uh, they named it after Robert Zemeckis, uh, who was another you know a big time director, and he's big. He's good friends with uh, Spielberg and. Um, and Marshall. So that's where they, they named him big Bob. So he was like, you know, the, the general slash big Bob. We definitely so noticed though, the handful of times that they threw 
the brown rubber spider around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like when it was on the deck and the first time that we saw the exterminator using like the spray gun. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. The other thing they did too is because some of the spiders would die just of natural causes or whatever. So they would just use their carcasses uh, in the movie. Yeah. Smart. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. smart. So as these spiders are starting to run rampant on the town and it's becoming more and more obvious what it is, like the the doctor from the opening scene, Dr. Atherton comes back. You know, it's like this big mystery. Atherton's killed by a spider because he's doing this fucking thing that he does where he like uh, tickles the the spider web to try to get something to come out and it, it comes out. <laughs> yeah, he gets Big Bob in his face. <laughs> they do, they meet the character that we had started to talk about before. is by far my favorite character in this movie. Delbert the Exterminator, played by John Goodman. I mean, yeah, he should have won an Academy Award for that performance. <laughs> he makes an already great movie awesome, uh, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Delbert McClintock, Infestation Management. <laughs> Always nice to meet a colleague. I, can I feel guy. like I feel like John Goodman. I feel like John Goodman came up with that name himself. <laughs> he's like he showed up on set in the costume. He's like, this is my character. <laughs> this is what this guy thinks is smart stuff right dude he, by the way he's got his own theme music <laughs> fucking great <laughs> Meg, megan say that line that you said again it is his best line oh always nice to meet a colleague <laughs> yeah explain that one to us <laughs> so when um the spider situation gets completely out of control and they call the spider expert in and he introduces himself to to the to the doctor, the spider doctor. And he's just like, always oh, nice to meet a colleague. They're talking about <laughs> killing bugs. I swear, I thought, I think because of the John Goodman performance, I was thinking, raising Arizona, is this some is this was this a Cohen Brothers movie? You know, I was expecting arachnophobia to have the same kind of vibe as, <laughs> as raising in my memory and, like, and it wasn't but he was just so good yeah he's but, amazing and you're right he, it does feel he's got a it's a very cohen's brother vibe from him it's it's fantastic i find it hard to believe that that like that character was written the way it, like the way he played it like i don't know if like frank marshall or steven spielberg would have done that i do really feel like it's like john goodman showed up and like this is who he was and this is what he decided he was going to do and everybody was just like okay one thing that i had a problem with on the side it has nothing to do with delbert is the almost like doc hollywood-esque vibe that coming to this small town brings out because megan and i kept looking at each other going it's 1990, but the way these people are all interacting with each other and like the pacing of their relationships and the older woman like grabbing his arm and being all conspiratorial from minute one felt really weird. I, I did not have a good sense of how much time it actually had actually passed because he was just bossing people around from jump. Hi, nice to meet you. I'm the new doctor. Nobody likes me. Hey, go do this thing because I told you to. I did get that <laughs> sense once where it's like I I asked myself, it's like, like I felt like it had only been like 24 hours and all this stuff was happening, but they don't explain that it could have been longer and it, they don't do a good job of doing that. So I did I did ask that self ask that question of myself at one point. Yeah, I agree. It, it could have been a couple of days. It could have been a week. It, it, we couldn't, could not tell. <laughs> well, I was I was thinking about it because I was I was more weirded out by that than I should have been. And I remember 
the old the older lady the grand old dame or whatever he called her Um, (laughs) said that they were going to wait a couple of weeks until the weather got better and then through and then throw a party so it's feasible that you know a month or whatever had gone by but they didn't really acknowledge it no it does seem like that party happens like the next day right that's what that's what i yeah i got from it too i'm like oh they, they threw that together real quick uh margaret poor margaret (laughs) <laughs> yeah it definitely had sip and see vibes by the way that whole party scene is so funny too man because they introduced all the a lot of the characters in that scene now, there's a lot going on there uh, a lot of the side characters a lot of whom are, are going to die so you know we're, we're introduced to the mortician or the the coroner right yeah, yeah. uh is- Ir- irv and his wife who's mimi from the, the drew carey show <laughs> yeah i thought we, that was yeah. her. almost died when we figured that out <laughs> Dude, I watched oh. so much Drew Carey show back in the day. Yeah, that's great. There's some there's some great lines in there too, where uh, the the football coach and his wife are talking to um uh you know to Molly, you know Ross's wife, and uh, she she makes a joke because you know he's talking about how I forget if it's his, his son or something. He's he's training him to be the best quarterback, and she says, uh, "So it's nepotism, is it?" Oh and yeah, like, oh, yeah. We're, we're, we're actually Baptist. <laughs> <laughs> I got a laugh at him. I thought that was funny. (laughs) So all this leads up to sort of our final showdown between uh, Jeff Daniels and the spider, which was, you know, it's coming. It's been set up. You know, he's talked in length about his fear of spiders and like a really detailed like flashback that he had when he was two, when he was (laughs) paralyzed and a spider was just crawling up my flesh and I couldn't do anything. Yeah, and it was his wife. Like, it was probably a daddy long legs. Fucking chill out, dude. Yeah, and you were two years old. You don't remember right. this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Uh, this this last part of the movie uh, in the house, the whole showdown in the house. Oh, my God. Like, oh. there's scenes before that, that that got my skin crawling. But, uh, man, from the moment that him and um, uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Chris, he's the the, the assistant for, for Dr. Um, Spider Dr. Atherton. Atherton. Uh, when they go in there and they're just, you know, his family just watching TV and then the, the spiders just start showing up en masse. Oh, man, I uh, oh, I got goosebumps. Not in a good way. Right. Like you can't get past that door. You can't get anywhere. You're having to duck and dodge. That one's dropping down from the ceiling. Yeah, oh. it was definitely uncomfortable. They're behind uh-huh. the TV. They're coming in from under the door. They're oh my god, dude! It was um, that was hard to watch. They're crawling oh, over growing pains. <laughs> it was not okay. Family, family ties. Family ties. Family ties. <laughs> <laughs> right over Michael J. Fox's face. I know. <laughs> oh, Alex man. P. Keaton. Man, it was uh, it's intense. That whole last uh, what it was uh, like twenty minutes. It seemed like it's oh. really really intense. Yeah, so it it's just like it it, it ends up with uh, Jeff Daniels in his wine cellar, and he had gotten some information before where they said you know where the nest is going to be, where the egg sac is going to be. There's not going to be any other spiders around because they're cannibals. They don't want them around, and it's just going to be an egg sac, and it's going to be about the size of softball. It's warm, musty. And I guess um, I guess they filmed this scene at the very end after all the other actors were done. So it was just Jeff Daniels that was left on set. Yeah, and he was. Uh, it, it sounds like it sucked a whole lot for him. It was two weeks right of, of filming. It was like thirteen hour days. A couple of those days in a row is when he was uh, trapped underneath that that wine. Uh, what do you call it? The wine rack that falls yeah. on him. So yeah. there's two two full days of him just being you know stuck underneath that throwing bottles at nothing. Yeah, it sounds it sounds pretty shitty. <laughs> so Megan, set this scene up for us. What's it like in the cellar? It's the 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 actual worst. <laughs> so you know, crazed spider is coming after him, and they're like dueling. It's it's like they're they're both human. The spider is tracking him. He's throwing stuff. At the spider. He's finding instruments. He's like makeshift blowtorch he's looking at his wine deciding which of it is flammable he's not going to give him the marmo or chateau or whatever the fancy bottle was <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm not throwing this one right and you know he's throwing fire he basically sets his basement on fire and then trips over something and his wine rack traps him until it doesn't <laughs> right. <laughs> right. He's, 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 like it trips 
it transforms from like the heaviest wood ever into plywood or, or plastic <laughs> when it when it's convenient. But he's like throwing bottles at at this spider from across the basement, and the spider is ducking. It's crazy. Yeah, and yeah. then that <laughs> and the pulsating egg sack that. I mean, that is oh, that's pretty gross. my nightmare. So terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I agree. He, when he's underneath that wine rack, even when he's like trying not to move, it's very apparent that it's very easy to move because <laughs> every time he moves, <laughs> it moves easily. Oh, size of a softball, my ass. And yeah, it's like, huge. And no, it's like, it's a, like a basketball. God. And it's like that he's like he's reliving what he happened to him when he was two because he can't move and the spider's like crawling up his leg. He's playing chicken with this spider. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good thing that he has that one rogue sliver of wood across his chest. And because he- since the spider really does have a vendetta, it doesn't bite and go. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know it does because it keeps zooming in on his eyes. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I fucking what? know you. Like I'm gonna fucking right? kill you. Like <laughs> in your what, face. And what is crazy? And so clarify for me who actually so Dr. Ross launches the spider across the room conveniently into something that's already on fire, right? But that doesn't stop him. <laughs> no, no, yeah, of course not. This that's right. Ter- he like terminator explodes. <laughs> right. Explodes and then out of the fire. He explodes out of the fire. Now things are gonna get real. And then something who sh- who shot the uh, dr ross the- uses the nail gun yeah he, he loads it okay. up and, and in the meantime the fucking sack is hatching so there's a lot going on yeah, yeah there's oh. a lot of spiders crawling around on it yeah that's probably the grossest part for me was the spiders crawling on the egg sack well and it's crazy because like he was aiming wine bottles from across the room at a spider couldn't hit it with the broadside of a barn you know and all <laughs> of a sudden he can do like trick shooting with a nail gun <laughs> That's because he was actually, he was instructed not to. Like when he was filming that scene, they said, you're going to throw this shit at the spider, but you need to miss by like a lot. You cannot hit this spider. It costs a lot of money. Yeah. (laughs) Because there was only one at the time, because they they were using this birding tarantula and there was only one of them in the United States. Yeah. (laughs) Don't hit Big Bob. (laughs) Right. But it's just that separation from like, Apparently, you never got out of peewee baseball, you yeah. and your wine bottle. But I didn't yeah, realize you should be in the Olympics for archery, right? Like right. you're Hawkeye now. All of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking totally Hawkeyes that spider at the end. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so he would, and then he gets saved by Delbert, so he doesn't burn in his cellar. And you know what? Delbert's the hero of this movie. Yeah, 100%. And I wasn't completely convinced that it wasn't Delbert who shot the, the, the spider. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, yeah. It's it's a little it's a little confusing the way it's it's shot at the end. But yeah, Delbert shows up there uh, dressed up in a, a fucking hazmat suit and uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, p- pulls him out. By the way, by the end when he shows up with uh, whatever he's spraying on those spiders, it looks like it's just pure acid. Just yeah, burns everything. They're smoking, yeah. including and then the wood, just, like falling off of things. No damage to the wooden posts, but a spider has fully gone to like fog and mist. <laughs> it feels like he, everything right. is smoking that he hits with it. But yeah, it's uh, it's great. Delbert did a rescue. I love that Delbert pulled him out and was essentially like, don't worry, I rescued him. I saved the day. <laughs> love yeah, that guy. You're, best, you're welcome. <laughs> best character ever. And then, uh, and then yeah, then what? They, they moved back to San Francisco, which I don't blame them at all after that. And then and Blair, give us our little teaser ending. So they're in their new apartment or whatever. They have no furniture. They have the singe labeled bottle of wine that he managed to save. And they're enjoying it while the kids are supposedly in bed. And all of a sudden, like the earth shakes around them. And they're like, what was that? Nothing. Oh, because they said... We like having life where we, it's really predictable, like things can't happen that we don't know are coming. And then all of a sudden the apartment shakes. They say they're going to check on the kids. They walk away and it shakes again. 
and the wine bottle just tips over. I was really sad about that wine. <laughs> I know. I was kind of bummed too. It's like, after all that, he still spilled all that wine. But yeah, it's an earthquake. So it's like, oh, ironically, you can't control everything, I guess. So. <laughs> oh, see, I thought it was great that he didn't get his fancy wine. <laughs> like <laughs> Megan hates Dr. Ross. <laughs> I really, I, like, I really kind of did. I mean, good for you, Jeff Daniels, but... Um, <laughs> being afraid of spiders is not enough to <laughs> justify your abhorrent behavior. Fair, fair. Absolutely fair. Also, uh, and the movie closes out with the, uh, the goofiest fucking song ever. Uh, it's, it's called don't bug me. And it's by Jimmy Buffett. And I, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't find if you wrote it for the movie or if they were just like going through Jimmy Buffett's backlog and they're like, perfect. We got it. We got our, <laughs> we got our rank I credit mean, song. The music, that's a whole other, I mean, wow. Such a conversation to have. (laughs) Nothing matched up with what was happening when the music was going. Like, what was that song? Like, the hearse that was bringing the photographer, Mr. What was his name? Mr. Manley. Manley, Uh Is bringing, you know, carrying him home to, to rest or whatever. And there's some kind of like, what even was it? It was upbeat and happy like (laughs) (laughs) it's so weird that's right we're on our way to a picnic it was so strange like the movie was happy that dr manley had died (laughs) (laughs) well (laughs) well well, um you know looking at mr manley sorry like it's got the producers and the executive producer and the director are all like heavy hitters the writers are have done things but they're not like well known and they still haven't done a bunch of stuff the music department is definitely not at the tip top and you know so delbert's song i'm just gonna say john goodman wrote that himself you know? <laughs> <laughs> probably he did everything for this movie he so showed up really was a star-studded like who's who of middle-aged people that were in there because everyone who was over a certain age we kept being like wait what else did we see them in you used to show up in every movie oh yeah. i've seen you yeah yeah, there's a lot of like cool little, um, you know, little, I guess, cameos, I guess. The, that one, I, I had her name here somewhere, but she was the, uh, she was an old lady in, in Seinfeld. She was the one that. Um, oh, the doctor's wife? The doctor's wife. That's yeah, right. I don't know what her name is either, but yeah, she's been in hundreds of things. Yeah, yes, she's yes. been all kinds of stuff. So I recognized her, I, you know, it, it, we talked about Mimi. Um, yeah. Well, man, and the guy that of... plays, the guy who plays her husband, the mortician, he's, he's been in stuff too. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of character actors. I I think I in my opinion, this movie is perfectly classed, cast. It didn't need to change a thing. 10 out of 10. Fucking love it. (laughs) (laughs) Blair Megan, what'd you guys think? They give us your yeah, those are my final thoughts. And and I'm not gonna be swayed. (laughs) But but why don't you give me yours? (laughs) I I have to say. I was very confused because I remembered it being funnier than it actually was. And I was thinking like, is it supposed to be funny? Is it supposed to be campy? What is this? Because it's neither of those things, <laughs> but very enjoyable. I'm feeling, um, I'm feeling more generous today than I was yesterday. So I'm glad we're doing this now and not last night. So I'm going to give it a solid seven. Awesome. It's entertaining. I am glad to say that I can cross this one off my list. I was definitely the mrs ross in my house (laughs) my sister who is seven years older would scream my name in the house to come and kill the spiders and so i'm glad to say that i've seen it i definitely was enjoying riffing on it yesterday i would agree with megan i am feeling um a little bit more giving today and i would probably also give it I'll give it a seven and a half. Right on. That's fair. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm so happy I rediscovered this movie. I, I, you know, it's been like, I guess, probably about twenty years since I've seen it last. I used to be really, really scared of spiders when I was a kid. I used to just, you know, not like, you know, Jeff Daniels bad, but bad. Over the last, you know, ten years or so, I've been living in, in a house full of girls. So I was always called upon to be the, the spider killer squasher, and uh, you know, I, I kind of got over that just through, um, I guess, immersion therapy as it is. But man, this movie brought a lot of those fears right back. All those scenes oh. of, uh, <laughs> of the, you know, 
uh, you know, one spider, one little spider, you know, it's fine. But when you see a bunch of these big ones crawling everywhere, it just it gave me just the fucking heebie-jeebies. Uh, that that one scene when the girl is taking a shower and the spider jumps on. Oh her. no! Yeah. Oh no, God, dude. Mm-mm. Like I. I uh, I was like I had my blanket and like oh like just kind of like covering myself up with it. It was uh man that was that was, that was a tough to watch scene. No, I I loved it. This is um I, I also recently rewatched the first Gremlins and I absolutely <laughs> love that movie and uh, I think that's right there with Gremlins and I gotta agree with Marcus. This is probably like a, a nine or a ten for me. I gotta think about it. <laughs> I've never seen oh. Gremlins. Oh, oh my gosh. What? Yeah, that's gotta we change. Should, we should uh we should we should do that one. That'd be great. It is now time for guess the movie title. The game where one of us picks a movie and gets the other ones to guess it. It is Luke's turn tonight. Let's hear it. The city of New Orleans is in trouble. A series of fissures have opened up around the city in a species of giant fire-breathing spiders that have evolved underground have awoken and are ready to throw a party the likes of which the Big Easy may never recover from. It's up to our hero Paul, a slacker tour bus driver, to lead his group of tourists to safety and to defeat the arachnid menace. I'm going to excuse myself for this one. I'm going to let Blair and Megan do the do the questioning and the asking for this part because I think I know what this is. So okay. I'm, I'm going to excuse myself of guessing and let them go first. All right, sounds sounds good. All right, Blair and Megan, you guys ready for clue number one? Sounds good. Yeah. All right. So I, I tried to make all these be kind of, you know, mostly useful, um, unlike some of the ones we've done. <laughs> so 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 clue number one. Uh, this is a, a 2012 made-for-TV uh, horror movie, which got its premiere on the Sci-Fi channel. Uh, so, you know, when thinking of the title, uh, don't dig too deep. You think of movies like Sharknado, uh, Mega Shark versus Octopus, Titanoboa, Santa Jaws, Sharktopus, Piranaconda, Piranaconda versus Sharktopus. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a whole shared universe. It's, these um, are all real titles, by the way. We're not yeah, we're not making these up. up. Sand oh, sharks, man. avalanche sharks. These are all real things. Yep. So just to give you an idea where, where, where your head should be at. Okay. So uh, clue number two, the fire breathing spiders come from these, these fissures, right? Uh, and they are formed due to a massive earthquake. Okay. That happens in New Orleans. So that's a, that's a big clue there, that, that earthquake. All right. So clue number three, this one word title that isn't a real word is very reminiscent of the title of the movie we just got done discussing. Very reminiscent. Oh, so it's only one word. This isn't what I thought it was then. It's it's just it's just one word. Think of what we watched today. Think of where oh, the spiders came from. I have an I idea. I think I think and think of stupid think of stupid sci-fi channel titles. Oh, okay, so I, I have think, one. I think I know what okay, it is now so, too. But yeah, go ahead. So here, here's here's what I what we, we're gonna do. So I want you all to, to guess individually, and I'll, I'll let you know at the end, you know, who got it right, if, if anyone. My guess is Spider-pocalypse. Okay, okay. I'm not going to say if it's right or not yet. My guess is Arachnozilla. Okay. Ooh, that's a good name. I like okay. that. All right, Marcus. All right, so like I said before, I thought I knew what it was, and then you said one word title. But now I do actually think I know what it is. Is this movie called Lava Lantula? <laughs> oh no, no, it isn't. It's not Lava Lantula. It's not exists, by the way. It's not Lava Lantula, but I was gonna talk about that next. But uh... Lava Lantula exists. <laughs> Megan, you just Megan, broke you, my brain. Me, Megan, you, you came the closest. It's called Arachnoquake. <laughs> Arachnoquake. <laughs> I was oh thinking... my god fire breathing godzilla but yeah that's hilarious. okay so now you guys can write a movie called spider apocalypse <laughs> that's it yeah we get the title and i think that's how they start the movie process in sci-fi they just they just make up the dumbest shit ever for a title and then they just work backwards from there you know so yeah marcus mentioned level angela right so when, when picking a movie for tonight's guess the movie it, it came down to two movies for me one was this one i'm wondering uh, if know, the, i'm wondering if the other one you're going to say is the other one that i thought it was originally 
uh, Arachnoquake, and then the other one uh, was the other sci-fi original called Lavalanchula. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, Marcus, but uh, Lavalanchula has a sequel. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Do you know what that one's called? <laughs> no. You guys, are you ready? Go for uh, it. it. Two Lava, Two Lanchula. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. 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 Oh, my. I, nope. I need to read everything. Two lava, two lanch. <laughs> By the way, oh, Arachnoquake has like a 2.8 on IMDb, which is tough to get. That's that's pretty. Oof. I mean, yeah. everybody pretty much just you know noped out of that one real quick. The lava lanchulas are like 4.8 and 4.6s. So apparently, oh, they're <laughs> they're much more watchable than Arachnoquake. <laughs> the the one that I thought that you were gonna. Pick before is uh, one that I've actually looked at myself for one of these segments. But okay. now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know if it's a sci-fi movie. But this movie that I was thinking that you might pick is just called Big Ass Spiders. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have heard of that one. <laughs> Wait, that one was a general release, right? I think so. Another... Yeah, I don't think it's sci-fi. I think it was just a, a different one. I think it was actually in theaters that one was yeah. right. Yeah, Big Ass yeah, I think yeah. so. Blair and Megan, thank you again for joining us. It's uh, It was a pleasure having you. Absolutely. Come back anytime. Thanks for having thank- us. I need, to, I need to go have a serious think about a few things. I mean, thank you. So I'm, I might have to call in sick tomorrow so that I can re-examine <laughs> all my life choices. <laughs> or watch a bunch of movies that we just heard about. Yeah, watch I mean- Two Lava, Two Angela. <laughs> I was thinking of this movie that I watched when I was a kid and I wonder if I made it up because now I'm questioning everything, but um, there is a movie called Squirm. Oh, oh no, yeah. you didn't make it up. That exists. Yeah, that's a, that's a movie. Yeah, it's about worms, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think Mystery Science Theater 3000 uh, riffed it once. Totally. Oh, maybe that's how I know it. That's great, man. I, I, I would write some squirm. It's <laughs> It's amazing. I I recommend it. (laughs) And on that note, the Review to Death podcast is written and produced by the both of us. We release new episodes on Mondays and Fridays. Thank you to Groove Witness for the use of their music. You can find them at GrooveWitness.us. Check out our written reviews at the link in the description and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Review to Death. Thank you for listening. And Luke, tell us what's coming up next. Well, up next, we're going to watch uh, another foreign movie. This one comes from, from Belgium, and it's directed by our old friend Dick Mass, uh, and it's called Prey. Uh, we can't wait. It looks ridiculous. Pretty much all I got. Later, Gators. I think that we should do start a petition for John Goodman to do a spinoff series about <laughs> Delbert's adventures in you know extermination, because I would I'd watch, watch that. Delbert McClintock, the, the later years. I'd watch that. <laughs> That'd be amazing. I want I want to know everything that he's been doing since the end of that movie episode. <laughs> fan fiction, Megan. You could always start writing fan fiction. Some some Delbert McClintock fan fiction. Please do that. That'd be Luke, get on it. Find find the graphic novels about Delbert McClintock. I'll just I'll write them myself if I have to, man. Absolutely. <laughs>